Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Hey, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude and get in the shower, or we're throwing all your quick gear in, bro. Jonas, like, no chance I'm going to bowl you. <laughs> 19th century Pax Britannica. Gold, 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 gold for Australia. India, your time will come, and we will enjoy the saltiness on the internet. Until that day comes, but it's gold for Australia. Oh, yes, we're talking COVID. We're talking Tali McGrath. We're talking the UAE League. We're talking the 100, I suppose. We're talking West Indies, India. Hey, we're talking to Pete Lawler. And we're talking to Australian gold medalist, Alana King. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. The new hoodie and tracksuit range in Australia. Oh, it feels good on the skin. It feels good on the epidermis. Hey, what else feels good on the epidermis? Swimwear, if you are in the UK. If you are on the continent in those hot, hot summer days. That's Budgie Smuggler, BudgieSmuggler.com. More of that later. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry sits across from me for the first time in a hot minute, unless you're on Patreon. Uh, the last episode of Hashtag Ask Friday Fridays. Pez, you sat across from me and we're back together and this time forever. Welcome. Mate, welcome. Welcome to you. Nice to hear that intro in person. Uh, mm-hmm. Believe me, it mm. is incredible. It's clean. It's fast. <laughs> Speaking of summer days, RIP to a great one, Olivia Newton-John. Sure. Speaking of Australian gold. Uh, speaking of summer days, had a vivid cricket dream last night. I was opening the batting with Cam Green at the Wacker. Wow. Yep. Okay. Made 10 in a session. I got out and then I decided I was quitting cricket. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. Okay. You made 10 in a session. I was either you. I thought you were going to talk about that or getting me to sing "Hopelessly Devoted to You," uh, which is a karaoke song of mine, by the way. Right. Yeah. Well, what isn't? Sign up on Patreon. Now on Patreon, uh, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have an interview with uh, Kyron Pollard uh, of West Indies fame. Who does or, he play for? Or my Indians fame, mm. or one or of the Australian BBL teams. Mm, if that's a competition that still or happens, or the hundred or some shit, that's going to be on Patreon tomorrow. Of course, you can get all one hundred and two episodes of Hashtag Ask TGC Fridays. Uh, they're coming out every single Friday, and of course, the Hall of Fame for the hashtag AskTGCs, uh, which Pez you've uh, you dipped into when you before you popped your calf on a run yeah, this morning. Yeah, you, calf going, blew. Go, going back through the archives, yeah, yeah pull your calf out, blew me calf, blew yeah. me calf out, yeah, calf blew up. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mouth when you're talking. It was a real treat to listen uh, to it, and yeah, like some people will be familiar with this. Don't really like listening back to our stuff, right? Uh, 
but I gave it a go and it's really the the it's Australian gold for the listeners. Like praise oh, be to nice. the listeners and their questions. Yeah, really, yeah. Because yeah, we're not really doing anything with it. it. Not really. We're just reading out. Well, stuff. most of the time you do cut our answers because they're kind of you <laughs> yeah. know if they're too they're too much. It's a perfect what we need. But mm. um, yeah. So I mean, the last one I listened to before me, Calf Blue, was uh, Hammers and Shit. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, if you don't know what that means, you can have to sign up to Patreon to learn about that. Yeah. What else? I had uh, the unfortunate incident in court uh, where they're yep, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. The yep. assistant commissioner or pro, uh, something, superintendent or something like that was going to give evidence mm. uh, in court yep. in the UK. Yeah, uh, right. fifty-two-year-old middle-aged woman, just yep. self-described. Yes, and went to do that in order to teach her or show her um, her underlings how it's done, mm-hmm. how you actually give evidence in court. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she was fumbling around her bag yep. to go and give evidence at the stand. Headphones popped out. Headphones popped out. Popped in the loudspeaker. There's, he goes, <laughs> what was he saying, he goes? Don't want to demonetize the video this early, but sure. enough said. That's patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. Australia win gold. So many gold. It only counts if it's gold in the Commonwealth Games, but it's the manner in which that occurred, Sam yeah. Perry. Now, oh, yeah. a bit of prelude, I suppose. Preludes was, everything here. Please give this a correct prelude. So Australia played India in the final mm-hmm. of the that- Commonwealth Games. India beat England in the semifinal in a cracking game. They won by four runs. India made 164. England fell four runs short, six down. Uh, always feel like, how does that happen when you've got wickets in the bank, in the hut, in the hutch? And, and Not to be confused with Hitch, which is a Will Smith movie. That's right. Noting also that India played Australia in the first game of the Commonwealth Games as well. Yes, and yes. And were controlling that fixture. <laughs> right, right. So, so, and then New Zealand played against Australia in the other semi. Uh, and Australia chased New Zealand's 144 down, five down with three balls of spare. So, so both semis were fucking brilliant. And then New Zealand won bronze uh, mm. against England. So England yeah. uh, finished fourth, whatever. Australia in the final. You know what? People have probably already seen the numbers. It's it's sort of 48 hours old now. The girls are still circuiting. Unless they're a little bit sick. They, they could be sick. They've come into some contact. They've come into some contact. 90% of them. <laughs> the best Australia made 161 for eight. India lost eight for 33 and fell nine runs short in one of the all-time great cataclysmic collapses. Uh, and... All of that is salivating. It's Australia in tournaments. It's gold. It's fucking yellow lids. It's success. It's succession. But Talia McGrath had COVID before the game. That's all anyone cares about. And she played. Oh, she played. Didn't play a major role, but she played. But she played. She was permitted to play. But by, and Harman Prekor used this language, by the Commonwealth. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's powerful. The the, the Queen favours us. Mate, I was thinking, God save the Queen. Don't worry about that all last night. Um, yeah, okay. So that's all that really matters in the game. Uh, no, like a lot matters in the game. Yeah. A lot, uh, a lot matters. Matter. But like, let's just go straight into Tylee McGrath having COVID. So she contracts COVID. <laughs> so she contracts COVID on Sunday night where she presents with mild symptoms. She tells team management, et cetera, et cetera. And then there becomes a bit of an issue where like uh, then – so Australia before the games was saying like – no way! All, I think all athletes. It wasn't just it wasn't just Commonwealth Games Australia. All athletes were allowed were, were being permitted to perform in the games under certain circumstances through myriad uh, factors such as like if their sport was outdoors or close contacts or uh, community uh, team sports, whatever. All these other factors. So uh, she was permitted to play. Then the ICC sanctions this decision as well. 
I think India, Harman Preet Kaur, after the game said, well, we didn't object because we thought it'd be fine. She was she was only mildly sick, had mild symptoms anyway. And also, very uh, notably, she said it actually would have been harsh for her to not play the game. She was very, um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, um, like how kind that is to let her really? play. I, I mean, I've got a oh, quote you, from Harman Preet Kaur here saying, oh, more whatever the decision the Commonwealth had, we had to follow it. So I'm not sure that's, you know, because I've just pulled out one specific yeah. quote with no context around oh, it. Oh, but I read other things where she said, we also felt that uh, it would have been harsh for her not to play, for us to make her not play. Not as funny if India was on board with it, so I'd prefer to Better, I'd prefer to construct this sure, okay. around battle, India not being happy. Battle lines drawn yeah, up? Yeah, battle lines, SAWAG, okay. tweets, hockey. Yeah, yeah, so before, like yeah okay. So before that, it's the Australian women also beat India in the hockey. Was that a semi-final? I don't s- fucking know. Have you watched one minute of the Commonwealth Games? Could not give a fuck about the Commonwealth Games, if I'm honest. Gold for Australia. <laughs> Wait, I, just, I, I woke up, I saw a headline saying, Australia's just won its thousandth medal in Commonwealth Games <laughs> history. A thousand, beautiful, Mate, fucking raining gold. It felt bigger in the 90s. Everything did. And I mean everything. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I was eight. Um, but... But anyway, so uh, so Australia women beat Indian women in the mm. hockey in in a match in a in a shootout, and Sawag uh, obviously used to play cricket for India, uh, opened the batting, gave it a mm. whack one time at the MCG. Um, I'm going to hear was yeah. What did he say? Uh, well, a, a lot of it was uh, look. It was in a penalty shootout in, in controversial circumstances. So it was in Hindi. Okay, but there was an English bit that said such biasedness used to happen in cricket as mm. well earlier till we became a superpower, superpower. and then at the end. At the end, I think it said hashtag bias as well, just to... Hell yeah. Yeah. In case people were looking for that. Yeah. Best way to find stuff. Hashtags. Right. I go into Twitter, I just type in hashtag bias <laughs> to see what comes up. Because I think it's got? 2012. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's so that's, that, that's good. It feel, that, that feeds oh, us nicely. Like The only thing better than gold is controversial gold. Absolutely. And, salt, and salt absolute laden. Choking, yeah. choking gold. It was fucking... It was salt-laden, choke-filled gold. <laughs> That's what. It, that's why this was so but great. Pez, I think we have to enjoy this because everyone knows India's going to fucking own everything in exactly. about ten minutes. Including Let us. us have this bit. Oh yeah, this feels good. Now, well, and Meg Lanning said that, right? She did say that. She, she said they'll 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 dominate at some stage. At some stage, not today. This is our stage. Ashes champions, T mm. Twenty World Cup winners, fifty over World Cup winners, gold medal in the Commonwealth Games. Haven't lost a fucking series since Bradman. I haven't lost a series in four years, Pez. What the fuck is this? It's, it's unbelievable. It's, I'll tell you what it is. There's one word for it. It's safety. That's what it is. Fuck yes. Now, fuck yes, Sam Perry. You know I feel safe. I feel safe. I recognise this shit. I, yeah, and I'll tell you what else you're going to recognise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some stuff to you, and mm-hmm. you're going to be familiar with some of this shit, because we saw this some in of the, the words. Yep. Now, <laughs> the thing that's most safe about this gold is that we still haven't talked about the game. <laughs> I don't care and about I the game. Care. I don't give a shit. Mooney runs, choke, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, shoot, good. Couple of runouts at the end. Runouts, yeah. deluxe. It was great. Yeah. Uh, the anatomy of a choke. Now, uh, of a collapse. Beth Mooney, so she started with about 61 or 41 balls. Yeah. Um, she said after the game, what after she they say, won the, the, uh, the, the, the choke field goal. <laughs> 
She said, it's a real shame that in elite sport you get publicly shamed for having COVID. When over here, probably 90% of the people in this room have it right now. (laughs) No one's testing. No one's doing anything. It's just a real shame she couldn't celebrate with us. But at the same time, Mm. I think the right decision was made in terms of letting her play. Hopefully people aren't too upset about it. Now, you showed me today as well. He goes, yeah. uh, Alisa Healy just posted, uh, apropos of supposedly nothing. nothing. Contextless, yeah. uh, just a picture of a boat that's named Salty. A boat's named Salty. A boat named Salty. Uh, and <laughs> I just, and, and Meg Lanning's there just going like, they'll dominate at some stage. Some stage. Not now. And I'm just thinking like, uh, you know, are, are this is this Australian women's team more alpha than the men? Absolutely now, they are. Can you yeah. imagine, can you yeah. imagine like a leading player in the Australian men's team? Now you shouldn't do yeah, these comparisons, yeah. right? I'm con- conscious of that. But I'm just talking about the social you're, you're kind of element al- you're of You're talking it. about alphadom. Alphadom. You're talking yeah. about alphadom. Alphadom vis-a-vis sport. Yeah. <laughs> that became a bit less alpha when you said that bit, but <laughs> no, yeah. I've never claimed I'm alpha, <laughs> ever. I've never claimed that. <clears throat> like, if you know Manus or whatever. Right, yeah, there, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Fucking 90% of the people yeah. in this fucking room have it. Yeah. Oh, what's that? We're flat yeah. white over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. No one's testing. No one's doing anything. No, yeah. like, but Moons is just calling it as she sees it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the sort of uh, entitlement that, that you gather, that you get when you win four, what, year, you don't lose a series in four, four years. years. Yeah. It, and you go and get a bit of gold when you, yeah. haven't, you haven't even come close to getting out of second gear playing your best cricket <laughs> the whole time. They barely even turned up. Do you know the thing about this game as well? I thought India were fucking really good for 95% oh, yeah. of the game. Sure. Not good enough. Mate, that fielding was spectacular in this game. There was a couple of hangers in this game. Yeah. Direct hit run outs. All yeah. good. Sensational batting partnership. But, yeah, well, silver medal. Tell you what. Take Gat- a sag on a silver. What are we looking at? It Take home a long junk silver. 44 to get off 34 balls with eight wickets in hand. Yeah. Um, and what are we looking at? There was the, uh, it was a partnership between Jemima and... Hum Preet Kaur. Cool. 44 off 34, eight wickets in hand. Now, at that point, I'm thinking gas is being offered. Yeah. And gas was taken. Gas was taken. Gas was offered. Gas was taken. Yeah, yeah, gas yeah. truck came in. Yeah. Broom, broom. And also, Pez, you've got to say, now, we respect Hum Preet Kaur in this country because she might, she actually might have been player of the tournament, the WBBL, our domestic T20 yeah, competition that exists. Our country. That exists that here. That exists. That exists here. Uh, a competition that we have. Not yet a WIPL, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Next thing you know, there's 33 <laughs> off 22 required, and yeah. and then you just oh, are you sitting back? You're sitting you're back, sitting going, back. How mm. Because look, oh Birmingham, what a place, edge back. Obviously, we watched every ball live, every ball live. Just talking about on every the replay, ball every single yeah, ball yeah, of, yeah. of the tournament. That's right. <clears throat> Contrary to what we said earlier about not having watched one minute of the entire games. <laughs> and then it was, you know, it's the runouts that do it for you. Yeah, it's oh, the runouts that do time. it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a point at the end where Yastika comes in. Did you see this? She's batting 11 for India. Yeah. And she stacks it over the fucking... Yeah, yeah. Over the, uh, yeah. the advertising The advertising boards. hoardings, yes. And her mates are laughing. Yeah, they're laughing. Which I kind of I respect. I, oh, like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I rate that. Jess Johnson last over. Did the business. Well, I also liked in that last over pairs where the number 10, uh, whose name escapes me, they did not want her on strike. They didn't, yeah. they didn't take a single last sure first she two was aware balls. Of that. Yeah. yeah, she didn't write that. Then she ran herself out, running for two, get the. Uh, yeah. oh, that's just um, gas taking. That's yeah. just, just, yeah, just, just complete gas. No one knew what was going on. Water bottles were being sent out there, but they didn't go on the field. People tripping over the, the, the advertising hoardings. Like it's yeah. just. Uh, the whole thing's gone. Yeah. yeah, heads, head, heads gone. Heads, heads, head, heads head was have gone. 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 I'm only enjoying it because it's there's there's not much left of this stuff. 
We reckon. No, this, a bit this, more in the, this is the end. A bit this more in the, the show end. to sort of reflect where it's all going. But for now, <laughs> for now, for now, it's good. Um, Tali McGrath made a few attempts during the game to distance herself from teammates, and I, I wanted to ask you, like, mm-hmm. is it is the win somewhat sullied for her in the sense that, like, at least for some parts of it, she wasn't able to have physical contact with her teammates? Because I'm mean, for some of us when we yeah, play yeah, cricket. Yeah. I mean, I know for the last at least the last three four years of me playing cricket, yeah. that was. Purely about physical contact. That's hundred percent right. People, yeah, yeah. Uh, after you know, while celebrating wickets after yeah. the game, well, you've, you've always been very tactile, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, Pez, for me, my favourite thing in in cricket, in the game of cricket, um, is a run out because that's and when in, when it's in the midst of a collapse, and I think there were three runouts in the Indian innings. Yeah, uh, and they got each more hilarious as they go along because Australia was like, it was becoming obvious they were going to win, like from a still ridiculous position. And so when a run out occurs, all you want to do is laugh and you're kind of laughing at the opposition. You're laughing with your friends and you just want to be running around like school kids, hugging, embracing each other, just enjoying the hilarity of the moment because the other team has fucked up so badly. And you want to, you want to convey that onto the opposition. And so not being able to be part of that, she's doing a lot of shoe kicking stuff with, um, I want to say perhaps Beth Mooney, actually mm. it might've been Rachel Haynes, uh, that's, that's as good as she got. And she took a catch and then everyone still had to like run away. Alana King's on the show in a moment's time. Uh, had to like run past her to go to Ash Garden. I think might have been the bowler in that, in that dismissal. Um, but, you know, Pez, of course, like, now this is obviously the end uh, of cricket as, as we know it, as, you know, purveyors of gold uh, in the country uh, and the sport indeed. But, like, uh, it's the saltiness online, of yeah. course. Which now, like now, India's India's biggest crime is not the collapse. It's not the lack of runs. It's not the runouts. It's not the drop catches. It's not taking home inevitable gold in this match. It's the reaction online from people who have blue ticks oh, saying dumb blue, shit, blue tick reaction. saying some fucking dumb shit, mm. just like disgraceful. It's disgraceful that that cricket Australia that, that Australia let this happen. It's a disgrace. They've disgraced themselves. We know what they disgrace like. themselves. With a gold medal, mm. I've got to say. Nothing better than a disgraced if gold medal. If I'm going to dress myself, get some gold around me neck. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Someone asks you, do you want to disgrace yourself? Is there a bit of gold around me neck? <laughs> Why talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in the gold rush. Uh, yeah, I just uh, sent one from, was it, this, is a, this is from the UK, like a Daily Mirror sports writer. Okay. He's written. Uh, oh, this would be good. If Australia are so desperate to win a Commonwealth Games gold medal of oh. cricket that they play Talia McGrath oh. after she tested positive for COVID, oh, that's up to them. Mm. But this is a nation which kept millions locked down for months on end. Yeah. It's not hypocrisy. It's just pathetic. Oh, it goes on. Yeah. Malcolm Conright's back, actually. He loves the POM <laughs> stuff. Because we've yeah. all been jabbed now, mate. In my case, four times. Our government got around to organising a few vials of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Pez, yeah, Pez, Commonwealth Games yeah. gold. What about Djokovic? Yep, we're jabbed up in this country too. My question would be, if an Indian player had tested positive on the day of the oh. final when the games were being held in Oz, Ooh. would she have been cleared to play? Ooh, a bit of race stuff. Think we all know the answer. Oh. Fucking knows we do, Mike. <laughs> What about Djokovic? Yeah, what about Djokovic? What medal would he have won? Now, what I think Tyler McGrath, first thing I thought of, Djokovic. 
Uh, the hypocrisy, mm. just, it's disgraceful. 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 Convicts. Ah, oh, fuck. Ah, it's good. It's good because it's Commonwealth stuff. And as then well. a bit it's of race baiting. A little bit of race baiting stuff yeah. in there as well. A little bit of xenophobia. A little bit of. Yeah, what would they do? Yeah. yeah. We, we know what they're like. We yeah. know what they're like. Yeah, the Aussies. Yeah, the Aussies. Dastardly Aussies. But then at the same time. Well, we are. Yeah. That's how you play. But in the same time, you know, some pretty some pretty alpha stuff in, you know, from, from the women. Uh, press conference, Twitter, that sort of stuff. They're just, they know what they're doing. Uh, they're in that phase of They haven't of lost a series in fucking four years. How, oh, do and I do that when I'm on back-to-back games in threes. <laughs> Always taking a Twitter. Couldn't, couldn't stop me. Bit of go around me neck. <laughs> sort of subtweeting stuff, couple of yeah. pictures. This is where they I are on the their pokies, journey. Where's the gold? <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> This is where they're at on their journey as winners, though, aren't they? Like they, they can't be beat. They haven't been beaten in their minds. They can't be yeah. beaten. They can. You can need forty off thirty with eight eight poles in the fucking hutch. Oh, mate! It's and like you a, still know you're going to win. It's like a factory clearance. Can't be beaten on price. Can't be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the, and then you start to kind of invite the salt and bring the arrogance a little bit. And it's actually just yeah. it's probably a sign that mm. we're not too far off someone else coming and and, and winning some. Oh, games. we're not far they, away. They, oh, not far are, away. are they? Are they tired of winning the Australian team? Are they tired? They seem they seem to like winning. Yeah. They seem to be into it. And they know how to do it. Cause Okay, let let's let's be honest though. There's probably only mm. South Africa had oh, no. how many teams can actually beat Australia at the moment? It's two. India. It's two. It's two. Probably just one, isn't it? Even England, yeah. I mean fourth. Please. It's just one. It's thing. just India. And they're coming. It's yeah. fine. They'll come. It's, yeah. it's all yeah. good. So at the moment, it's just one. Yeah. Let's like, enjoy the last throws of like subtle Australian arrogance and dominance. Tali McGrath has essentially replaced and usurped Elise Perry, Correct. who was Australia's greatest mm. ever player. Well, in the conversation. And Tali McGrath say greatest. As, has had a fantastic tournament. Now, I'm surprised. Tali McGrath averages 167 in cricket. I'm not it's surprised a, a she didn't have a good game though in the final because she must have been feeling like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From honest, that's right. In absolute pieces, <laughs> absolute bits. Had to sit by herself as well. Now, if she came out to bat in a mask, I would have rated that extremely highly and made a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> made some runs. She made two off four and didn't bowl particularly well. Nah. and but took a catch. And this, there's a suggestion online that Australia actually would not have played with eleven. Uh, you mm. know, had had they had the choice, uh, probably would have won that too. <laughs> would have found. Oh, a we'll way. play with ten. Would have would have found a way. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the end. anyway. I mean, in a in a in a moment of you know winter solstice in in Australia, yeah. uh, this is something to really hang on to. I, I agree. It's something to really hang on to. I just want to have a word for um, Megan Schutt as well. She's bold. She just always takes polls. She yeah. broke that partnership. Yeah. She fielded amazingly. Yeah. Uh, I think she's towards the back end. Maybe even been her last game. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just I just think she's a. She's an absolute gun. She's only a bunch of uh, attention for it. She's only seven wickets. So Elise Perry has the most wickets ever for Australia in T20s, 115 poles, and Megan Shute has 108. And the most ever is 125. So she'd be right on the cusp of, um, do those records actually, they mean something to me because I just, I looked them up. So I was like, I better better recite them. Rick Finlay here. (laughs) Stat dog, woof, woof. (laughs) I prefer stat dog, woof, woof. (laughs) You say Rick Finlay, (laughs) I say stat stat dog, woof, woof. Correct name. You know, people are going to start barking at Rick Finlay now, don't you? <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, Rick. Sorry, Rick. Uh, oh, the old stat dog's <laughs> No, that's Ian Higgins. 
Um, anyway, yeah, what about Djokovic? Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly the same thing. Hey, um, Pez, uh, we, well, we haven't spoken to, so anything can happen, but uh, in this insert right now is going to be hopefully Alana King, gold medalist mm. for Rather Australia. than hear from us about what actually happened, why don't we just oh, no ask someone who was there? Yeah, we should ask someone who was there uh, the and how she's feeling. The interview is thanks, is, is thanks to... Uh, well, this guy isn't a gold medalist with respect uh, to Shane no, Watson, no, no. but it is thanks to T20 stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, gold medal service, Pez. And, and they, it is gold medal service, and they're actually bringing a, an offer in reaction to uh, the girls bringing home gold. That's what the copy says here. Uh, it's an amazing win in the finals. Uh, T20 stars are offering, listen up, 15% discount on all T20 stars, bats, balls, and protective wear. Mm-hmm. You've got to use the code GOLD15. Oh, yeah. Gold fifteen, especially if you're in India, and I know that will that will hurt. That yeah, will that hurt is, to that type it in hurt. because it's referring to the Australian team that won. I tell you what, fifteen percent doesn't miss. Exactly. So yeah. there's always something for you there. You get or silver and fifteen percent off, exactly. but the code is gold fifteen. Just gold fifteen, lowercase for the G, as far as I can see. G O L D one five. That's fifteen percent off. T twenty stars, bats, balls, and protective wear. It's listen. Free and speedy delivery and returns. Yeah. Cutting out the middle person. Buying online. Let's emphasize that the free and the speediness free and speedy. of the returns, if necessary. That's right. If necessary. Free and speedy. What I was speedy. What I clocked above 140 when he was young as well. Yeah, yeah. The wheels. Chest. It was wheels. That's why he's done that. It's on brand. That's right. How he used to bowl. Yeah. He was young and raw. Everything's and linked up. Fuck it, hell. Fuck it was young and raw. Oh, that's wasn't it? Yeah. Auto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Gee, I'd go back and have a, have a look at that. Now, <laughs> buying online has never been so easy. T20 Stars. <sighs> T20 Stars. Now, this is what I was getting into the software game here. A gear selector to help yeah. people find the perfect battle protective yeah, gear yeah. for yourself or your child. I don't know if I've said this online before, he goes, or like uh, on air, mm-hmm. but um, maybe online, sort of Twitter yeah, and a couple my, of tweets. But yeah. Uh, when we interviewed Watto for the first time, uh-huh. he's, he does a podcast as well. He has done a podcast. You expect that he's got a producer to You'd sort think that so, out. You? Sorts it out himself. Did Literally himself. knows all the editing software, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like comparing notes Figured like a nerd with us about yeah. how you actually get a, yep. a podcast going. Yeah. Uh, an entrepreneurial cat. T twenty size bats are made with the highest quality willow and modelled after Shane Watson's own champion bat used during his cricket career. So he's obviously picked up a couple of blades that he used to using on. Yep, I want to make it that way. Listen, what else? What else can we offer? Fifteen percent off. Gold fifteen. That's gold the code. fifteen. What's the website? T twenty stars Here she is, Alana King. So thrilled to be joined from the UK by Australian leg spinner, now gold medalist, Alana King, driving up a highway on her way to Nottingham. Uh, Alana, welcome to the Great Cricketer. Let's start at the important part. Has it been a gold medal celebration? Uh, what's it like to celebrate with a gold medal around your neck? Uh, I can tell you it was bloody heavy having it around our necks, but um, yeah, the celebrations were pretty, pretty wild, I would say. Oh, okay, sorry. How 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 wild is wild? Can, I mean, are you, are you able to give any insight? Can, <laughs> oh. you, can you paint a picture? It's a heavy gold medal. Um, oh, I can paint. Oh, I can paint you a picture about the. Um, I went to bed probably when the sun was up, so uh, yeah, it was a well and truly into the into the early hours of the morning. And uh, when you're walking back and you're seeing people, maybe are walking to to work or, or wherever they're going. Um, so I'll just ask you, like, how how are you feeling? And by that I mean, do you have any fever, muscle aches, blocked nose, or loss of taste? <laughs> no, there is no COVID symptoms presented. Um, but I can tell you, the the throat was maybe affected from um, some some liquid. I would say in the liquid form. 
um, and plenty of it. I want to get onto the COVID in a second. Just in terms of the celebration, Alana, this team is such a powerhouse. I'm just wondering if you're tired of winning yet. Uh, and, and perhaps that's why you're up till sunrise because there's people in that team who just can't stop winning. They're, they're, they're sick of winning. Some are even literally getting sick uh, possibly because they're winning so much. <laughs> Is there pressure in the team to, to deliver something new in each celebration? Because, because all you guys do is win. Uh, yeah. Well, I've only been a part of this team for a short amount of time. And I can tell you that it's, we love to win and obviously we're trying to win every game possible, but I don't think you can ever get tired of winning because, uh, well, the celebrations say otherwise, I can tell you that. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm lucky for T-Mac. Got COVID just before we uh, we played that match and, uh, yeah, as you said, maybe getting sick, sick of winning and maybe it was just, you know, just another game for her and she was like, oh, might as well come down with COVID here just to... <laughs> Maybe throw a spanner in the works, but nah, she, she she's all good and she's on her way to um, to Southampton. I think yesterday, so um, with the gold medal, of course. Uh, Alana, I mean, the team correctly points out after the game that Tali was right to go in the game. Um, it was in the laws of the land. Uh, everyone's yeah. ignoring stuff anyway, says Beth Mooney, and I think she's right. The double pronged question for me is can you confirm that like opposition salt whether it's india england the daily mirror whatever like does that make the victory sweeter and i know you say you don't have COVID, but who has COVID in the team now and is that a source of efficiency that we're all getting it at the same time to sort of suit the international program um well look uh we i don't know even how to answer this because we did everything right. T-Mac did everything right. Um, she followed all the rules and we did all the protocols that was required from Com Games Australia as well as Com Games. And um, she was able to play if she had a mask on and and just like excluded from the group during like the game. So, um, yeah, I think like, again, we did everything right. Other teams can carry on about, oh, like protocols and all that. But I think... From my perspective, I think Team Australia were actually the the team that was so diligent in following all the rules and wearing masks indoors and all that stuff. So, yeah, we, we pretty much did everything right by the book. Um, and so she should have played. And I don't think it was an issue because, again, it's an outdoor sport. You, you can be separated very e- easily, as you can see in some of the celebrations. Wicked celebrations, she was on the outer um and yeah just just play on like um it was just great a winning success over um, in Birmingham and now and now she's woken up with an extremely sore neck because of the weight of the gold medal so that's just added to the muscle soreness no doubt Alana oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> go on <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I'm like you can add a sore neck to COVID symptoms if you want but mm. um yeah but play on <laughs> now, um, after a, after an old celebrating a come from behind win, I mean eight for thirty three to to win gold in Birmingham. 
you know, it doesn't get much better than that. And, and of course, you'd spend most of the day and the night laughing then. And it's usually about one or two things. Like, I mean, there was a number of runouts, you know, there's a couple of good catches. Was there any one moment, you know, during the night celebrating that you're like, well, that was that was the highlight? Was it Talia sitting by herself wearing a mask? Uh, was it the was it the foot fives going on? I mean, what was the thing that you guys were laughing about the most? Yeah, I think um, before the game, like when T-Mac came into the the warm-up. She obviously had to warm up separately and she was getting heckled by, by all of us going like, you're, you're dirty, you're filthy, stay away from us. <laughs> but then probably the funniest one was <laughs> probably the funniest one was we actually didn't see it on the ground but we saw vision of it after. Is so Obviously India had a concussion substitute come in for the game um, and when she was coming out to bat she is so eager to get out there that she tripped over the big Toblerones and absolutely face-planted. Mm. <laughs> and when we watched the vision, it was pretty bloody funny because that just summed it all up. Like, uh, yeah, it was actually – you guys need to watch the vision of it and then you'll, you'll be on my level of how funny it actually was. <laughs> oh, no, we saw it and we saw her own teammates laughing at her as well, even though there was a gold medal on the line, you know. <laughs> A stack yeah, is a stack. You know? Stack's like, a stack. Yeah. Stack's a stack. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter what's going on. Funeral. But it was the fact uh, that she was actually. <laughs> if it, you go it, down. It's just the fact that she was actually walking out to back. Mm. Well, had, well, had to act all cool that she was all good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so. No, I was just going to say, I'm like, well. The concussion substitute almost gave herself concussion when she stacked it. So that would have been um, <laughs> pretty, yeah, but I don't know. We'll leave it at that. We, I'll, I'll look he goes and I have done a lot of work um, building connections, forging connections into India. We we're in India a few weeks ago doing a live show, and um, we've erased all of that goodwill on this show uh, just because yeah. the nature of the defeat for <laughs> India was um, – it was, look, we've all played cricket. You know when you're on the field when the opposition is taking the gas. Like You you know when the collapse is on. You yep. know it before it happens and when it's happening that it's already over. And, and he goes, mentioned this before, it was, India needed 44 runs off 34 balls. They've got eight wickets in hand. Jemima Rodriguez and Harman Preet are cruising. And did you guys still know they had a collapse in them? And how good did that feel just knowing, wow, I can't believe we're going to win it from here? Uh, <laughs> well, I just think we we just knew as a team we just needed that one wicket to break that partnership. And, uh, we we just needed to hang in as as tight as we could and, and make them make the mistake. And, and it drew the mistake. Um, and when we got that wicket, we, we knew we were a real chance here to to really take can take the chase saying one brings two and and so on and it brought eight for us and happy days like uh, we just knew that the, the lower to or middle to lower order haven't had a lot of time out in the middle so um yeah as soon as we got uh Rodriguez out then it just it was a nice flow on effect for us and yeah it was a great great finish and it was just yeah pretty disappointing it had to go to a review for us to actually really embrace that moment but once we saw that all three reds on that review it was absolute um joy and yeah i think a lot of emotion came out of that 
I like the idea that the chat and the feel was one brings eight happy days. That was just right. (laughs) One brings two or in our case, eight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Alana, I know that, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned before, you've only just recently we'll just joined the team. <laughs> you've only just recently joined the team. I mean, you had three international debuts come in the space of 14 days. This has all happened for you this year. Since then, um, you've won the Ashes, the 50 over World Cup, a Commonwealth gold medal. You've already won the WBBL. Back in May, you won the Women's T20 Challenge uh, over there in India. Um, when are you going to retire? Uh, yeah, look, if if, if we win the, the 100, you know, you could be on the cards and we'll go out with a bang. But um, for now, I'll I'll be on this roller coaster as long as I can. But it's been an incredible six months, or well, six to 12 months, I guess. And, yeah, I've just loved all all the highs and lows that come with it. And, you, yeah, you go through every emotion possible. And I definitely did that in um, in that gold medal match. And... Yeah, I think it's just been unbelievable and it just shows where this team, how good this team is and no matter what, we'll keep scrapping and scrapping until until there's a result and fortunately enough, we're, we're on the better side of it. Al- Alana, um, I know we, we don't have vision of you because you're literally on a, a motorway going to Nottingham, presumably to take up a 100 contract or something like that. But um, um, for those who can't see you, your, your, your parents are from Chennai. Um, and so I presume the match against India in the yep. final had a, had special significance. I suppose it's again, it's two questions. Do you agree with your captain Meg Lanning that you know India's time will eventually come, which is why we can have fun now because it's all going to be over for all of us soon. Uh, <laughs> and 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 do you like like us? fear saying anything wrong? Like uh, you know, do you want to talk about whether there should be a women's IPL or something, or you just want to steer clear of that? <laughs> Like when I was in India earlier this year, I thought uh, it was scary enough to see there is talent in India. Um, so you know everyone's crying out for it for women's uh, IPL, um, and it's just going to help help the, the global game as well as India. Like they've got that much talent um, with with such response a w, uh, a w IPL, I guess, and it, it'll just be another tournament that, that women can go play around the world at um, in different conditions um, and experience a different side of the world. All right, Lana. Well, of course, every cricketer, male or female, obviously wants to play any other sport except for cricket. They always choose cricket as a second sport. For you, you were an absolute gun tennis player uh, to the point where you're actually a ball kid in the 2011 Aussie Open final where Kim Kleiss won. I'm telling you things that you already know. Um, so Thank what you. I want to know is, um, <laughs> would you trade it all in for one Wimbledon tournament? Everything you've won in the last six months, uh, would you trade it all in for one Wimbledon crown? Definitely not, because I'll get absolutely ripped to shreds. Six love, six love. So I'll take the the few medals I've got around my neck for that. Absolutely. Uh, Alana King, thanks so much for giving us your time while you're actually driving <laughs> at the, at the moment, uh, <laughs> safely and legally. Uh, and just congratulations on the gold, the mythical gold medal that was so heavy around your neck. And you know, look, we have said on the show you haven't heard this, but. A controversial gold medal and one that annoys other people is is better than a uh, than I was going to say clean one, but that actually has different connotations in Olympic <laughs> sports. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting anything of the sort. All I'm trying to say is congratulations on a gold medal and everything else you've won because everything you touch as of late teams it seems to turn to gold. All the best for the hundred and all the best for the international career beyond. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Hugo. Appreciate you guys.
Thank you very much to gold medalist Alana King. Gold. Fuck that, it feel good. That's Australian gold. It, mate, what, a, what about a circuit? A mate, gold I've, medal around the old Gregory Peck. Now, what, what would be, what's the etiquette of getting the Olympic rings tattooed on you if you've never been to the Olympics? <laughs> just do what you want. Just go into a shop and ask for him. <laughs> Give him a picture. <laughs> do you think the tattoo artist like has uh, some laws it's like, around it's what like they're a, allowed yeah, exactly, to do? Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, can yeah. you guarantee that you were in the... Yeah, my name's Scott Miller. <laughs> Butterfly. The UAE League, I believe it's the I. Uh, it's going to be called the ILT Twenty League. Right, I think that's what it's called. Pez. It runs from January six to February twelve. There's thirty four of your best matches in Sharjah, Dubai, and and Abu Dhabi. Um, let me read you some names of the marquee players who have signed to appear and compete in the inaugural edition. Yep, is Moeen Ali, Andre Russell, Dawood Milan. Uh, Hasaranga, Narine, Evan Lewis, Colin Munro, Fabian Allen, Bilbo, Tom Curran, Alex Hales, Chamira, Hetmeyer, Hussain, Chris Jordan, Tom Banton, Lamu Shane, Chris Lynn, Rodman Power, Ravi P, Rajapaksa, and Majib Al Ul Rahman have all been uh, listed as. Marquee players. Now, there's other players in there. There's a, there's actually, I think there's like 33 uh, players that have already signed up um, that aren't marquee players. They include like James Vince, uh, everyone's favourite teacher, Richard Gleeson, Colin Ingram, Paul Sterling, Ben Duckett, Dick Weller, Asalanka, Kay Simon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Guys you might recognise who at one time or other played in the Big Bash. Um, to this point so far, uh, there are no cricketers from Bangladesh, Pakistan, or India in that initial list. There's, uh, there's only, of course, one Australian so far. That's Chris Lynn. Uh, in relation to Pakistan players, Lancer Capital, that is the uh, institution run by the Glazers. Um, they're hopeful of buying Pakistan players. That seems unlikely, though, given the PCB won't grant NOC uh, to players they expect to participate in Pakistan's home season. I think two current international players from Pakistan actually tried to apply uh, for NOCs and the PCB knocked them back. Other owners uh, in this competition from India are wary of backlash uh, in India if they actually bought Pakistan players. So it seems very unlikely that Pakistan players won't play. And also, you were talking last week, Pez, that the Pakistan players' uh, schedules for the BBL draft are, yeah, are they out. they got games now. they got games. Are out. Now, of course, in an Australian sense, there's no Warner in this, uh, in this list of marquee players or players that have signed up. Uh, meaning that he will likely play in the BBL for the first time since 2013. Where it gets fucking insane, Pez, and it's all part of this broader conversation, Moeen Ali is one of these marquee players, and he's also expected to be signed by the CSA League, that's the Cricket South Africa League, which is on at the same time in January and February. And, by the way, England are also playing against South Africa at the same time in white ball series. That's a direct qualification pathway for the 2023 World Cup. There's fucking too much cricket. There's not enough players. It's fucking ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Something must give. We've been saying for weeks now that cricket is changing before our very eyes. And we will be talking to Pete uh, Pete Lawler in just a moment who uh, is right across all this stuff. But I think, like, um, the more you break it down, and hopefully I'm doing some way of actually conveying... uh, the absurdity of all of this and how fast cricket is changing and how it's just a club game now, which will have international windows eventually. Um, Moen Ali might be actually the most interesting case in that. Then he's going to be signed for two brand new teams, which are all part of the link to IPL franchises. Obviously he plays for CSK. <clears throat> um, 
The Big Bash is in a bit of trouble, I reckon. Because <laughs> all those players used to play in the Big Bash. Uh, I reckon people who listen to the show or watch the show would like be familiar with the feeling of starting a new job and there's just fucking acronyms deluxe coming at you. Right, yeah. And you, yeah. Like, you're really tired at the end of the day because you're just being stimulated with all of these words and letters that make no sense to you. They mean nothing. Yeah. And I feel like the last four weeks of cricket yeah. has just been like a, a shower of acronyms and bureaucracy and red tape and <clears throat> legal talk and... Um, diplomatic posturing and mm-hmm. bargaining through the media and there's so much like uh, commercial complexity sitting underneath this stuff like it's you know we're, like we're trying our best to decipher it in grade terms but it's getting it's getting fucking heavy now and yeah. and annoying <laughs> and, is it getting fucking grim it's, well there's just something else. i'm just thinking that, you know like a year ago two years ago when we talked about the bbl we put it in terms of fucking blobby you know yeah. hey yeah. I've had a couple of beers at the test. <laughs> hey. Storm in. Yeah, I storm in. I watch the BBL. And now I think about the UAE League. I'm like, what, is that on as well? I don't know. Yeah. Is that good comp? Yeah. Can I watch that? You know, from the fans' perspective, what does any of this shit mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, in that in that regard, Pez, uh, I think for an Australian audience as well, we are in the worst time zone. And I include uh, our Kiwi brethren as well in, in this, who also have a competition, the Super Smash. Um it's getting taken away from our eyes a little bit because mm. these games are on just the worst possible times for you to actually watch. So, like, and we, we want to watch our best players. We want to watch our Kane Williamsons. We want to watch our Steve Smiths, whatever. And instead, they're going to be drawn into the Middle East and to Asia and maybe even like, the 100 being played at the moment. We're like mm. there's a bunch of Australian players playing. But we just don't see it because it's – so, like, from a very selfish uh, Antipodean perspective of this, our best players – feel like they might be take being taken away from us because we just won't we just won't see it and that's not their problem it's not the player's problem it's our problem but this is the paradigm shift isn't it because you use the word our players you know we 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 believe like in the uh the paradigm of the nation state yes. you know they're ours they yeah. they come from australia mm-hmm. we bred them you know they grew up <laughs> on our dusty plains well some of them are horses as you know <laughs> that's right we call them but <laughs> they're in stable yeah Wild horses, Brumbies, you know, mm. of our nation. And so we feel some kind of ownership to that. And it strikes me that that seems to be the line from Cricket Australia and the ACA, that the, the conversation seems to be coalescing around this idea of, like, um, y- you know, the players have a responsibility to protect uh, the, like, sovereignty of Australian cricket because right. they they have bubbled up from this system. They stand on the shoulders of giants and it's really up to them to protect it. And if they don't, if they take the short-term contracts, if they want to double their money, uh, they are going to be contributing to the demise of the place of cricket in Australia and Australia's place in the world. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to read between the lines on a lot of the the way this conversation happens through the media. And we're talking to Lawler soon, who's right at the coalface of that. He, right. he, he People would have him on speed dial. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to use speed dial anymore. Anyway, uh, and like that seems to be the motif of it. It's mm. like the players have this decision. Do they protect the like the 
CA's ability to own the BBL to protect the kind of integrity mm. of cricket in this country as we play it? Or are they going to kind of abandon us uh, and go and take the, yes. the big money? And I just kind mm. of – look, I'm not going to feel sorry for the players necessarily because they do pretty well out of the game, though it is a short career, etc. But uh, there is a part of me that feels like, wow, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of pressure on shoulders of guys who are like – good at the game isn't it the administrators who should be positioning Australian cricket to make the most of wherever the game is going yes that's not me advocating for like getting into bed with Indian cricket by the way I just look at the fucking tidal wave of it though yeah like and the amount the sheer amount of cash that's coming in like you can understand a player turning their head yes is Cricket Australia really going to ensure because it looks like Warner's playing in the BBL now they've convinced him you know if you jump it seems to me it's like if you jump ship you're really going to be letting the team down. I feel like at Warner, I'm like, God, you know, he's, that's that's a lot of pressure for a guy, yeah, you know, especially yeah, yeah. when, like, they've literally not allowed him they, to leave. They burnt him, yeah. Yeah, they burnt him hard. Well, Tracy Chapman said it best when she yeah. said, uh, we need to leave tonight or live and die this way. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it is true the players do have, like, it. whatever actions they take will decide the fate of mm. whatever is to, to come. But, but at the same time, like, oh, I'm probably – Probably going where I'm absolutely loved and adored. I get triple the money, and um, the cricket's the highest possible well, standard. Good for my brand, also after cricket, all that stuff. Like that is true. What if you got a family? What if you got like family members who are sick? What if you've got yep. ambitions, or you've got like, uh, what if you've got family obligations uh, oh, around I'm, money? Like, there's all sorts oh, of man, like I'm, institutions I'm, people are part of that yeah, are like yeah, yeah. that are more important in yeah, the long term yeah, yeah. like life of. Yep. Of a cricketer than of Cricket course. Australia at that time. You of talk course. to ex-players now. I, I, I talk to some former first-class players. Cricket Australia or the ACA is not part of their life anymore. They use yeah. them for the period and everyone wins out of that. And then yeah. you've got a whole life after that as well. I think that what would come was the biggest surprise because for the most part, um, you know, people people aren't asking, like, what about the podcasters? Yes. Um, for the most part, Australia is asleep to this happening because it's mm. winter and, you know, finals about to start, yeah. footy and all that kind of yeah. shit. Swan's got a bit of run and gun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Collingwood, 11 in a row. Yeah, um, that's right. How do they they do it. Yeah, they do it. Like yeah. Last last is six it, last six belief? last six by less than ten points. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's never uh, luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I feel like one day Australia will like wake up. Now we're broadcasting to people more than just in fucking you know Sydney and Melbourne. But like, um, people are going to wake up to this and be like, where where did all the players go? You know, I feel like it's going to come around and be like, oh, how come the big batch is still shit? They're just. It like, hasn't it been like that for but, but, but absolutely. But I think that's like the the own sorry the the onus is on administrators. Where like the big batch have had like a clear run at it being like the best or the second best tournament behind the IPL for ages, and it's like been a little bit asleep at the wheel. And then also, COVID hit the big bash harder possibly than other nations in the sense that we're fucking so far away. The tournament goes for two months, which is not anyone's fault except for the administrators um and the laws here during COVID were so uh rigid that people would be like well why would i come here so it suffered enormously through COVID. other tournaments of course suffered um i'm not saying they didn't but i just feel like australia the big bash might have been hit <clears throat> a little bit harder in that capacity but and now it feels like there's been some administrators a little bit asleep at the wheel to this we're like how come how come now the big bash is this far behind everything else i know that people have an issue we'll talk about the hundred and second but i know people have an issue with the hundred but um, the whole premise of that it was to get more people involved in the sport, and it feels like that actually might be happening. I'm not sure about that, but it feels like it might be because it's on fucking TV for the first time since the 2005 Ashes. So um, I don't know. Uh, 
But I, I, but I do feel like for Australians, it's going to come around to like that first test in in December. I'm people be like, oh, the big bash is on, and how come oh, Warner's playing? Yeah, okay, and then yeah, we, we care about for six weeks, but yeah. it's still our game, isn't it? Because the team does well because of gold. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like like Warner's a big get. He's a big you know, get. He's a big get for the BBI. What well, if he play, can get it? Hasn't played in ten years, but we've got him. Yeah, anyway, yeah, he wanted him. Yeah. Didn't want it till we didn't want him till they they wanted him. It's yeah, like yeah, my yeah. children fighting over toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Want until he had it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want like, your body, but I hate to think about you with somebody else. In nineteen seventy-five, I'm just lyrics today. Man, <laughs> yeah, that's just a tangent. <laughs> so many times I like, check out the comments on YouTube and like, oh, a bit of Drake today. Is it? He goes all uh, this stuff straight over my head. Right, anyway. right. <laughs> But, like, do you think um, Warner's return will, like, glue your blobby eyeballs to the BBL? And now, now we know the BBL's not for us, or is it anymore? Because yeah. it used to be. I was, I was happy be. with the BBL being mm. for kids. It's like, it's for kids. It's not for, kids, for us. Yeah. Let, let, let them have their thing. Now, mm. the, now the BBL is, like, the fucking prime product yeah. in cricket it's bigger to, tests, basi- yeah. to, to basically, like, mm. ensure or guarantee the, right. like, the importance of cricket in the country yeah. and its place in the world. Mm-hmm. When I walk, you know, if Warner's playing a BBL game and I walk in, you know, from wherever I've been, probably just putting the kids to bed, to be honest, I, I'm like, I don't know. Am I watching that? Like, I'm so busy. Like, oh, I've seen him like, bad. He's sort of button Yeah, because if he's with the Scorchers, now I've got a pretty good squad this year. I've yeah, seen him with the Ash and Well, he's going to be with like, the Thunder, and it's like the Thunder's yeah. sort of the, the you know, the, the cousin of the Sixers in Sydney in terms of, like, it's a status thing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's this very New South Wales yeah. thing. But the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah, like, like Warner should beat the Sixers, really, mm. uh, in, in terms of just the way his identity stuff works. Matraville is from that area. It's <laughs> close right, to the SCG. No, he right. should, he should. Let's get it right. Same with Cummins. I know Cummins is Penrith. I get it. It's just Thunder's, like, you know, Thunder's Thunder's twos in in Sydney. Even Kawaja for me, like played at Randwick, you know, like, ah, Randwick, playing Kuchi Oval. Come on. Yeah. Come well, he's on. Queensland now. Kawaja's oh, he's abandoned Queensland, New South Wales. That's true. Totally. Goes for, goes for yeah. the Maroons, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, he's signed with the Heat too. He's gone full Queensland. Oh, he's gone full Queensland. Yeah. I've got to respect that. I've got to respect that. Uh, no, I don't. I, I just feel like, no, feel like he's a nice teams. guy. So I never don't. change teams. Yeah, you can't change a team. But yeah, I just like the idea. It's like, we finally got Warner and like, you know, the entitled Aussie audience like, all right. <laughs> what else is, is Br- Bradman playing? Yeah. Can we get Bradman back? Australian over. He's curious in round three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Bradman back? Would you Would yeah. you watch the BBL if, if Bradman was playing? Well, oh, he didn't any sixes, Pollock. did he? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get off the fucking ground. Couldn't get off the deck. Any danger going aerial? Yeah. Like uh, Run the ball's cute, but yeah. pff, game's moved on. Guys, that, 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 that is like you just can bring back any player at any time. <laughs> the audience be like, "What's on?" I got to say, Keith Miller. Have a look yeah. at Keith Miller before yeah, have Bradman. A look, okay. have a look, couple yeah. of balls. Yeah, Benno. Yeah, Benno with a deep V. Yeah, in a Adelaide Strikers kit. Keith Miller death bowling to like Daniel Sams or something. Oh yeah, cop two or three balls of this. <laughs> look at my scroll on my phone. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's his Twitter. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd, yeah. No, it's it's getting. We've got P. Lawler coming up. Yeah. It's all a bit. Uh, it's all getting very X's and O's. I kind of miss the old days of a grade cricket. You know, could just be overlaid onto things, and we could just talk about you know jelking and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on field, off field stuff. But now yeah. it's all like broadcast deals and yeah, dollar yeah. a run, and you know, oh, Shires are offering me this, but mm. you know, if I play at the grade club, I, you know, they might give me the meat tray every third Wednesday. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the BBL used to be about kids, for kids to watch it mm. as a gateway mm. to gateway the, the real stuff. The real and stuff. now the Big Bash is about the survival of the sport yeah. so kids can have funding. No big, no big Bash, no cricket. No Big Bash, no cricket. No Big Bash, can't pay your rego this year, Jim. You know, I've called you Jim. I've called you James, but Jim for short. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, hey, well, let's just talk to Pete because uh, he's he's across stuff. And before we need to do that, we need to thank our dear friends at Budgie Smuggler. Pezwa, uh, we sent out a call, as we have done the last couple of weeks, if you're on the continent at the moment, or perhaps if you're at the snow, uh, anywhere across the lands, and you're wearing Budgie uh, budgie smuggler tracksuit gear, mm. or if you're in the con- if you're on the continent, yep. uh, budgie smugglers indeed. Now I had a chap, oh, I forget his name. Actually, might have been Ben. Nah, I shouldn't have said his name because I mm. definitely got that wrong. But he was in Malta, sent a pick in with some budgies, bit of Malta, bit of budgies. Hell yeah, he looked good too, didn't he? Looked, he? he looked good. Yes. He looked good. You don't have to have a great rig to, to send it it's in. Not about that, but keep sending him in, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll se- post them on the internet. Se- September fourth, Father's Day in Australia. Um, have a think about your old man, or if you are one yourself, uh, you know. I guess suggesting to your family what you might get, but uh, jump online. In, if you want Australian kit, now it's all Australian kit, but if you want it for Australia, they've got underwear and Australian-made merino wool socks mm-hmm. with wool from Burrawa, southern New South Wales. Uh, that's some fucking serious merino wool. That's some serious merino obtained. wool. Uh, and uh, you know, that, so 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 that's in the mix. Um, you can obviously get your custom smugglers. You can get your favourite footy team as well because footy is going around. I've got. North Sydney Bears here. I've actually got three pairs of these bad boys. If you are watching on YouTube, hello in Bangalore. This is the North Sydney Bears, uh, one of the all-time great teams, and also Chokers, uh, like you blokes the other day. And um, <laughs> is that your favourite sporting team? Yeah. In the history of sport, yeah, 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 yeah. more yeah, than the Australian yeah. cricket team. Well, it's I just they're it's just really different. Yeah, like yeah, um, uh, they are. They it's are really different. it's really different. It's I, I'd say it's probably it's probably equal really in okay. some in some perverse way. Yeah, like okay. The Australian cricket team has like deep cultural heritage and value to our nation state, you know, like the national broadcasters PO box is nine 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 four. Yeah. That's Bradman stuff. Yeah, that is. That's so true. North City Bears can't really mm. compete with like that. Gavin Larson. You know, that was a New Zealand cricketer. Gary Larson is the um is the league player you're talking about. Well, they played and both. <laughs> no, no, they're different people. <laughs> no, they're different, don't, different blokes. Uh, yeah, and Gary Larson's also a, a comic. Um but um Different guy altogether, uh, but Budgie Smuggler will take care of you, whatever your proclivity, whether it is Gavin Larson or, or Gary Gra- Larson or Grand Larceny. <laughs> Grant Larceny, Grant Larceny, yeah. Uh, you know, Father's Day is an amazing for everyone. Uh, so, if it's not for you, then encourage you to buy a pair of smugglers or any of this apparel for yourself, uh, and. Um, Big announcement on August the 22nd, which is in two weeks' time. I'm not going to do it here, but we were talking about Monsieur Ordinaire in France. And let's yeah. just say something of that ilk is coming to our shores in Australia. Yeah. Hey, I'll leave it to you to, to fill in the blanks there. Right. But uh, there's going to be a lot to say come August 22 yeah. uh, when when Australia goes searching. Goes a searching. <laughs> well, of course, we thank our dearest friends at Buddy Smuggler. Pez has got the, uh, he's got the hoodie. I tell you what, hoodie it's right on camera right it's now. It's extremely warm. This hoodie can, mm. can he actually it still looks soft? It's extremely soft. warm. Mm. They also do tracksuit pants. I've just moved back from Darwin to Melbourne. Melbourne's yeah. one degree this morning. Yeah, these tracksuit pants are like they're they're extremely warm, like thermal, like, it, almost. Yeah, very very warm. Mm. Uh, so if you do have some cold weather, and as we've said in the past, they're so good that people will steal from you. People people been known to steal these. That's right. You've got photographic evidence in the still of the night. Grand larceny. <laughs> My dear friend Grant Larson. <laughs> uh, all right, here he is. He's Pete Lawler. Well, it's been a little while since we've talked to this Doyen. Uh, he used to appear on the show. 
a couple of years ago. Then there's been a little bit of a gap. Uh, I think he's been competing with us a little bit, but um, we've decided <laughs> to we've decided to get him on. Yeah, uh, he's the chief cricket writer at the Australian. He's a senior sports writer there too, but he's broader than that. He's written a history of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, a bro- biography of Ron Barassi. Uh, he's the co-host of the excellent podcast Cricket Etc. I don't know what that is, but he that, he tells me he is uh, with Gideon Hag. <laughs> And he's the author of a best-selling true crime book as well. It's Pete Lawler. Pete, welcome back to The Grade Cricketer. Have I got my uh, true crime award uh, statuette in the back of this shot? Can you see it? (laughs) The Ned Kelly Award, mate. The Ned Kelly Award, 2003. (laughs) Hey, the last time we talked to Justin Langer, he said something similar about his World (laughs) Eleven jersey. Um, Hey, Pete. (laughs) Hello, and thank you for that very kind introduction. Kind of. It's a double-edged sword being called a doyen, isn't it? That's code for old prick who used to be relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, speaking of true crime, the IPL monopoly. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I want to ask you about the uh, the state of the nation with Australian cricket. I think a lot of people we talk to on this show, they just roll in like Blobby to watch a bit of the BBL at night or when the Ashes are on and they just like cricket in the summer. It's a bit of a pastime. It's got cultural value, but... You look through the papers and other media, and and are we seeing within Australian cricket a just a reorganisation or a reset, or is there a revolution going on before our eyes? The great reset is upon us, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> geez, that's a hard question. I hope I'm getting paid for this gig. I just thought it'd be a lighthearted chat. Um, it's a fascinating time in cricket. You you you're spot on. I, I, I'm going to use a climate change analogy because I'm a sad old lefty, but it really feels like, uh, you know, with climate change, you've been told forever that it's coming. And then one day you go, holy shit, everything's burning. And, you know, when it's not burning, we're up to our bloody nose in water. Um, cricket, similar. This this privatisation uh, business and the dominance of uh, the um, pri- um T20 leagues around the world, has been talked for about for a long time now. In fact, Adam Gilchrist came back from the very first IPL in 2008 uh, and said, no, you won't be talking about um, the IPL looking for an exclusive window in cricket. It'll be, you'll be looking for test. Test cricket will be trying to find a window. It will flip on its head. It's happened, I reckon, or it's happening before our eyes. You can see it in the new FTP. You can see it with this proliferation of leagues. If this plays out the way people see it will play out at the moment, you're going to have like the the Bangladesh League, the Australian League, the UAE League, and the South African League all running in a pretty similar window. And they want to uh, push the UAE League back a little bit more so it runs directly into the IPL League so everyone can hang out their shingle. You know, they hang out their shingle in this. You know, everyone's everything's an audition for the IPL. If you think that through, that's about five months of bloody f- franchise cricket. It won't – it's not going to – Australia is kind of um, protected from this, this stuff because Australia is blessed to be a sort of wealthy cricket nation like England and India. So, you know, it can afford Test cricket and it has that status that it will keep playing Test cricket and Test cricket's sacred. But the strain's showing on um, ODI cricket and it is show- it's showing on all bilateral exchanges now. But uh, we've really reached that point in the debate where it looks like club is ga- is really gaining a sort of uh, equal footing with country, which, which has happened in uh, um, English football, hasn't it? Mm. I don't know what you guys think. 
or do you think I'm being hysterical about that? Well, it rained yesterday, so explain that in terms of climate change. Um, I don't really know what to do with that, but... Um, <laughs> it was cold this morning, yeah, so was, how is their global yeah. warming? You've been reading our op-ed pages, yeah. mate. Come on. Uh, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a jacket, Pete. Explain Stop watching to me. Sk- yeah. yeah, yeah. And the cartoon. Sky after dark. Here you go. Come on. <laughs> um... The, the Big Bash, Pete, it's obviously now competing against two new leagues, which seem like they're going to be good, big, I suppose, as much through funding as anything else, because the players, especially in the new UAE league, we've seen a lot of English players as they're, as they're going to be in this year's BBL draft anyway. So it's, it's broadly the same players, but there seems more money and more interest in this new South African league, the new uh, UAE league. But is, is the Big Bash now, like, it feels like it's already sort of like fifth tier domestic competition yet it's been around for uh how long has big bash been around? 10 15 years mm. but it's feel like we're a bit asleep at the wheel and now it's like geez the big bash is a bit shit and the broadcasters don't want to air it and it's it just feels negative all feels negative with the big bash at the moment yeah when we were in england in um 2019, uh, that's when I first started to notice it and also this summer the, the english journalist going i remember when everyone in england wanted to come down and be part of the Big Bash. Um, and everybody was looking at the Big Bash. They sent teams down there. And it was number two, wasn't it, to the IPL. The others have stolen a break on it for a number of reasons, mm. the most worrying of which is that there's private money involved. So the IPL has, what, three franchises in the UAE, couple in the, is it the cpl or bpl they own every franchise in south africa so they're buying up stakes in cricket everywhere and you can see what's going to happen isn't it you know a contract with delhi is going to be a 12 month you know the delhi capitals mm. um it's going to be your 12 month contract and then you're going to freelance freelance for your country in between the problem that that the big bash has is it does it, it, it rejected um privatization early um it, it's pegged it's pegged its finances to an old measure. I don't even think that the um, revenue stream that it creates is reflected in the last MOU. It, it actually has a bigger revenue stream than you think. But uh, the, it doesn't pay enough is the bottom line. It doesn't pay enough and it goes for too long. So it can't, it can't compete on that level. So this is emboldened everybody who's, who's advocated uh, privatisation in one form or another. Uh, for years, I mean, there was a very big push on when they first launched the BBL to sell to sell franchises, and there were buyers lining up to buy the Sydney franchises. But CA said no, and I reckon, but being an old socialist, I I agree with them. I think that's the that was the right way to go about it. But they have to pedal really fast now, mm. and I reckon this is this crisis. It sounds like it is a cliche, um, but this crisis is a great opportunity for the BBL to lift its game and to change the way it goes about things and to reassess itself. It's too bloody long and it won't be this long in the next deal, mark my words. Um, uh, it doesn't pay enough, but it's recognised that. And with with the agreement of the Players Association, it's offering $340,000 contracts now to overseas players. It's too late. In a way, they've left that a bit too late. And they're, you know, they're bidding high for crumbs off the table, frankly. Uh but in, in their response to David Warner, I'm really heartened. They've gone, Jesus Christ, David Warner can't leave Australia in, in January. That is a crap look. Um, he's a smart boat, Warner, isn't he? You know, he says, I want to go. I want to go. 
the BBL go, geez, it was fine that you never played with us, but if you go and play with someone else, that looks crap, particularly on the eve of a broadcast deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who's going to buy a league where even your local players, where your local biggest or one of your biggest local stars just isn't interested in playing it and is in another country at that time of year? It's a really bad look. So CA have responded really well to this. You know, that they've sort of... Uh, Put a bit of money on. I think they put a fair bit of money on the table. I wouldn't be surprised if he is getting more than any of the international players. Mm. It's certainly getting more than all of the Australian players, and I'd argue he's worth it. Mm. I don't know what you think. Mm. De- definitely, uh, I've got two questions. Uh, I, I want to come back to Warner in a second. No, I want to come back to Warner in a second. What you said at the top, yeah. Pete, I think is the whole game. The IPL is buying stakes in all of the domestic leagues. It feels like Project India, as in, and and that's not to be, uh, you know, no one should be afraid of that. But if the gap, if the <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about white replacement theory later. Um, <laughs> but if the whole game is that the IPL is buying stakes in different leagues to remodel cricket into a club versus country thing, where club is the primacy, uh, mm. and 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 country comes in at different windows like it is in football, then isn't if if that's the inevitable future of cricket because the money cannot be competed with. Um, then isn't it incumbent upon Cricket Australia to position Australian cricket to best, um, I, I guess, work within that framework? And against that, instead of trying to protect the BBL from Indian interests, isn't it better to create the best, and I use this word, product for it to be purchased? And perhaps is that what they're doing with David Warner? Uh, you know, like, doesn't Nick Hockley have an obligation to put Cricket Australia in the best position or the BBL in the best position for inevitable Indian investment? Uh, well, I don't think that's that's their motivation. I think the uh, the reason they're fattening this goose for market this time around is is for the broadcast market. They did something, you know, they kind of deny it, but, you know, that expansion of the league last time ahead of the previous, this current broadcast deal, which is, in fact, caused a lot of the problems with with the BBL. It's made it an unattractive proposition to international players. Um, is it incumbent on them? Well, I don't know. You have to balance what, what you gain and lose by those things. If you can survive without private investment, well and good, because then you know that every single dollar that that league, league generates goes back into the bank, into cricket's bank vaults and not non-for-profit organisation. You know, it's one of those phrases. You know those ones. Um, Anyway, that money goes back into the sacred grassroots. God, think of the children, guys. You've got to think of the children first. But it goes back into cricket. Um, This this, uh, international league in the UAE, it's got a private owner. It it looks like it's run by the UAE, Mm. You know that great powerhouse of world cricket, and um, uh, but it's not. It, it's that it, they are administering it for a private owner, and all of the teams are privately run. Yes, some of that money will go back into developing UAE cricket, and hey, I think they've even let one or two local players compete in the league. But that that is perhaps one of the most outrageous things about the league is the number of international players that can play. Yeah. Others, other leagues have placed a cap on that. Um, and and shown themselves to sort of be good cricket citizens. Citizens, um, the UAE hasn't just hasn't demonstrated that it's a bad cr- cricket citizen to this point. Uh, 
But let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what they do with if the Chris Lynn situation plays out, as I think it will. Um, but at this stage, they seem to be cooperative and kind of, I think they're even happy to move back a week or two to get out of um, CA space. Um, it works for them too, doesn't it? Because, you know, then hopefully they can get access to more players. But uh, I do like the idea if you can sustain it somehow uh, locally by, by cutting back the length of it and increasing the wages and then you're, you're in total control of your league and 100% of the money goes to you. Yes. You know, it doesn't go to, you know, the Adanis or the Ambanis or the Glazer family. Is it the Glazer family yeah. um, own some franchise somewhere. They own one yeah. of the ones in the UAE. Yeah. 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 Uh, on, on David Warner, Pete, uh, mm. so, we, you know, we could hear the wag. That sounds like a Gideon Warne book, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 I thought that Shane Warne book was his best one. I thought he right. should have done a series of those, but he's contrary. I like Strokes of Genius. Now, um, you could hear the wagon circling that Warner was going to the UAE, you know, more money than the BBL, etc., uh, and callously abandoning Australian cricket, you know, the very system that made him what he is today and then stripped mm. him of his captaincy uh, or leadership mm. ambitions, humiliatingly fall off. Um, and uh, I then read now through you that it looks like he's going to get a marketing contract that's going to be worth a hell of a lot of money and he's actually going to assist Australian cricket in this situation. Uh, that's That's very kind of David Warner in the circumstances, wouldn't you say? Oh, <laughs> I think it's a two-way street. Um, you know, look, yes, people say that, that, that David Warner owed a debt to Australian cricket. How many tests he played? Ninety-four. Yeah. How many have you got? To, how many bloody tests you got to play before you erase that debt? Um, you know, and how many um, international games has David played? And and I'll tell you what, he's never. I, I've never seen him half-hearted in an international game of cricket. David's really smart. Uh, you know, I think. The intelligence and of David Warner is underestimated, and his behaviours are underestimated too. A lot of people have him pegged as that uh, person he was, or the person who was apparently um, the architect of that crime in South Africa mm-hmm. five years ago. But ever since, he's been impeccable, absolutely impeccable. There's not a hair out of place, not a word out of place. Uh, he, his behaviour... Um, his enthusiasm and his dedication to the team. Um, and David's also, as I say, he's a very smart bloke. He knows that uh, it probably looks better for him to stay here. Um, it depends how much it costs him to stay here. And I'm confident the CA have made it, made sure that it doesn't cost him too much money to, stra- to stay in Australia this January. Um, yeah, and his rep- but his reputation didn't need a fist fight with CA. Um, and there's another element of this. Uh, there's another element. David Warner was the shop steward during the MOU dispute. And some might argue that he paid a heavy price for that. In fact, he some argue that he got a heavier penalty out of South Africa because he'd upset people on the board with his, wow. with his um, assertive behaviour during the MOU dispute. If you're the shop steward and you advocate, uh, you know, revenue share, you know, in, you know, what is the rising tide lifts all boats, whatever that shit is, um, yeah, 
he does have some sense that he, if, if he puts in and if and if, if he plays in the BBL and makes the BBL better, it's good for everybody. You know, it's paying it, but it but it's good for David too. Looks good on the CV, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, last one for me, Pete. Uh, just you, you alluded to Chris Lynn earlier, and I know this situation is happening right now. But Chris Lynn's a very interesting one in that um, he is the only Australian uh, listed as a marquee player in the new ILT20, the UAE League. Um, I think he's. Are you calling it the IEL? Is it? I, I uh, no, IEL. I think it's IEL. Yeah, yeah. International League. Yes, the International it? League. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and Chris Lynn is the only Australian listed in that as a marquee player. Um, I guess he's been granted an NOC, but does he even need one because he's not a because he's not a CA contracted player and he was let go by the Heat. Um, but it seems like he'll be a bit of a test case to see if other guys are allowed to go there as well. Yeah, are you a lawyer? <laughs> not anymore. I'm a dickhead from the internet. <laughs> right, but, but you was. <laughs> I was. Yes, I, yes, I yeah. was. <laughs> right. <laughs> My best mate was a lawyer, but he, he had trouble proving it because he vomited on his uh, uh, his uh, on his degree. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, just didn't frame well. <laughs> Stains all over it. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, what did you ask? Sorry, sorry. Oh no, it's going to be a massive case, and I mean, the NOCs, no objection certificates exist in the sort of ICC domain. The ICC have no power at all over anything mm. except to officially sanction or not sanction leagues. And they've shown how rigorous they are by sanctioning this UAE league when everyone's concerned about, you know, the number of international players involved in it. Um, there's no mention of no objection certificates in your, in the player contracts that the players sign mm. that I can see, but it's a bloody long document. I'll send it to you, Thanks. Ian. You can read it because it's written by a lawyer and only a lawyer can understand it. It's going to be a fascinating test case. I reckon it's – I reckon this NOC is basically a convention like you get in um, – AFL around trade rules or things like that. They, they don't stand up in court. They're conventions, um, and you wouldn't want it to become a test case. What do you do if you're CA? I mean, my gut feeling, if I, if I was running CA, I'd say, oh, well, you know, he got cut by Brisbane Heat. He's getting long in the tooth. He's played a lot. No one's really bashing his door down to offer him a contract here. I mean, I know that he is talking to strikers. What harm's going to be done? And Counter to that, the harm that's going to be done is similar to the harm that would be done if Warner went, but not on the same scale. You, it's a it's a bad look to have one of your uh, you know sort of a a big brand name T Twenty player going to another league in the middle of the BBL. Um, so he may he may become the test case. You wouldn't really want to be that person, um, but. Hey, it, it's all fluid. No one can give me a straight answer this morning. I, I, I saw his name on that list when I got up at six this morning, and I, I, I've made calls everywhere, and nobody can give me an answer. Hang on one second, actually. Now looking at my phone, maybe so I've we're got We're going to get yeah. some live yeah, stuff here. Talking, yeah, There's no yeah. way you'd break yeah. anything on the ground no, cricket, it's just surely. It's just Uber Eats. It's on its way. They're going to own a franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a knock. So CA have just confirmed that he doesn't have a knock. So that moves to the next phase, doesn't it? Is he going? Um, I'll just check. I've got another message. No, no, we haven't broken anything. <laughs> he doesn't have a knock, so it is going to be. It's going to be an interesting scenario. Um, 
he's keeping his cars very close to his chest, Linny, on this one. Um, it's nice to be able to have something to talk about in, in winter with cricket, isn't it? Mm. Apart from somebody having COVID and winning a gold medal, that's a good yarn. Don't <laughs> <laughs> ask me about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, didn't we just learn that, you know, medals trump health in Australia? Uh, so anyway, um, Pete, uh, that's all for now. Thanks so much for your insight, mate. Uh, you, you are the guy on the phone getting all the messages. Uh, you, you truly are the whisperer. And, uh, and I just want to say... Cricket Etc. is a great podcast. And also Pete's hosting the uh, the Chapel Foundation's get-together tomorrow night with Pat Cummins. I think there's 508 guests. Uh, hell of a cause. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it, Pete, and maybe if there's anything our audience can do to get behind it? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's the Chapel Foundation. Um, the, the website address is obvious. Google it. Uh, we raise money for homeless youth. We're an entirely volunteer organisation. We don't even pay our lawyers or our accountants. We don't have an office. We don't have any overheads. Every cent you give us, well, almost every cent we have bank fees, um, gets to homeless youth. We're very, we're very um, determined that we get the money to the right places and the right people. Even as we speak, we've got about a dozen kids in semi-independent living in Dulwich Hill, the next uh, suburb to where I'm living. These these are kids who have left their homes. No, kids don't leave their homes by choice. They don't choose to live on the streets. Um, you only leave your you only choose the streets over your home when the streets are safer than your home. This is a big rant, guys. <laughs> um, we've got them in. We've got them in school. Well, the charity the charity that we fund has got them going to school in a safe house, social support, all these things. Give us some money. Um, the Chapel Foundation and tomorrow night. The lovely Pat Cummins is our guest of honour. He's going to be up there chatting with with the great Tracy Holmes. Last year we had Tim Payne. The year before we had Jimmy Barnes, who's never played a game of cricket in his life. And the year before we had Ricky Ponding. So we always have good guests and it's a good night. And presumably Pat's going to be playing in the UAE League. Well, that is one thing, actually. The bowlers... You're not going to get those fast bowlers in the BBL, no matter how hard you try. Yeah. Uh, they they want to put their feet up at that time of year, and you can't really blame them, can you? Yeah. Would you guys mind recording some promos for the cricket, for cricket, etc. <laughs> before we go? Probably not. Pro- probably do mind. Yeah, uh, you just you just, you you just break it up there, Pete. You just yeah. break it up. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's good to see how the professionals do it, guys. It's very interesting. Yeah. Pete Lawler, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much to Pete for his time. And, of course, uh, the Chapel Foundation, didn't he? You can get behind that. Uh, you can get behind Cricket, etc. Pete and Gideon Hayes' uh, fine podcast. Um, the 100, the 100 pairs is a competition that's going on. Now, when I, when I think about the 100 pairs, I think about – I don't think about the scores. I don't think about the, the new graphics of how to do scores, uh, run rates, uh, you know, misguided decimal places. Uh, I don't think any of that. I just think about, like – I'm not sure if we're allowed to like it yet because all right. the entire conversation I see about the 100 is just people – some I see one tweet being positive, and then they'll get absolutely ratioed, meaning uh, if you're not on Twitter, which means that um, you get very little tweets, uh, retweets and likes, you get an enormous amount of replies, and people will just tell you that you're dumb, and this is the worst thing to ever happen to cricket. Um, and then other people just tweeting you, it sucks and they hate it. Um, so I guess, you know, it's all good engagement. Because uh, that's what sport is now—just engagement. Uh, no Stokes, no Bear Stowe. They're both taking a break from this. Stokes was playing for the—I want to say—the Northern Superchargers, and then Bear Stowe was playing for the Welsh Fire, that fine institution, the Welsh Fire. They're both taking a break uh, for different reasons. 
uh, the Aussies in the comp. Uh, Tim David, Stoinis, Zampa, Maxwell, Nathan Ellis, friend of the show, Sean Abbott, Hilton Cartwright, Josh Inglis, Ben McDermott, Kane Richardson, Matty Wade, Dan Sams, and Ashton Turner all playing for Australia. Hasaranga uh, of the IPL and, of course, Sri Lanka. He was denied an NOC by Sri Lanka, and he had to pull out of a £100,000 contract with the Manchester Originals uh, because the Sri Lankan board wanted him fresh for the Asia Cup. So originally, like the... I think it's called the Lankan T20 tournament, the Sri Lankan Domestic League. That's what, that was supposed to be on at the moment, but of course there's been some civil unrest in Sri Lanka, so that was postponed. So then Hasaranga was like, okay, I'm going to go play in the 100. Got a contract for Manchester, 100K deal for a few weeks, and the board have said, no, nah, no, nah, you, you need to be fresh for the World Cup and then the Asia Cup, which starts at the end of August. Um, so just, just goes, I'm, the reason I mention that is because it's not just an Australian thing where people are like worried about where their players are playing, mm. their players being the national mm. national boards. Uh, where they're playing, it's um it's world class players like Hasaranga who um, was sensational for uh, RCB um, this year uh, in the IPL um, and the boards are like no nah, you're playing with us so uh, this fucking this, all these teams are wrestling they're wrestling with fucking club cricket and national cricket. I went on a wonderful trip to Europe with my then fiance in 2014 and we went to some museum or some shit somewhere. <laughs> It's one of those good ones. Yeah, can't, yeah. But you can't remember what the fuck it was. Hell of a day. Yeah. yeah. And what was that fucking bullshit we went to? <laughs> there was a it was a great like uh, dynamic display or interactive display of the changing borders of Europe through the twentieth century. Or know? some shit. Or some shit. <laughs> and yeah. God, they changed a lot. And yeah. they're still changing. I just feel like that's what's happening to cricket at the moment. Right, right, right. Like, you can play, you can't play. The ball's yeah. doing this. Fucking yeah. knock for you. No yeah. knock for you. I'm yeah. going for you with this coin. Yeah. You you don't have a contract. Right. You know, I, I'm not going to play in that competition. Mm-hmm. I'm resting my feet. I'm a quick. I'm a what? You know. <laughs> I'm resting my feet. <laughs> I've got a bit of goal around me. I could, you know, like, yeah. I just feel like the, there's, there's a lot of border change at the moment. It yeah, seems yeah, to, in yeah. Australia, there seems to be just some, some sense that. Uh, we're rich, we'll be okay. Yeah. I, don't know, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what fucking what's changing other than like the IPL is just hoarding up a whole bunch yeah. of space and buying everything. You know, yeah. that's just a horse. Sort of Saywags are happy about that? the hockey. Saywags are happy about the hobby, <laughs> hockey. They're a superpower now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Are we O'Doyle? You know, we've got a bad feeling something's happened to our family. I don't know. 100%. Uh, the 100, though, I saw Harry Kane was there. Uh, was he? Yeah, Harry Kane uh, was at the 100 with Sky and they were underarming balls to him, like maybe daggers or something, and he there was just uh, cross-batting balls into the crowd. All right. Uh, just with a London spirit top on. Like a so, tennis ball. Uh, I don't know. It was like look, an incredible. ball. didn't look closely enough. Yeah, okay. I'm hoping it was a real cricket ball. Fuck yeah. And he was just going flat. <laughs> flat batting, yeah. Uh, flat batting it. And... I like that, like the EPL, obviously, or, or Tottenham's not concerned with any, with, with you know, any cross promotion with the hundred or with cricket. It's like, yeah, that's that's a little drop in the ocean for us, there, mm, brothers. Mm, uh, mm. Let's say Marcus Rashford and the Aussie rules. The Aussie rules stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. London Spirit, two from two. Do you, do you want me to say some shit about the 100 here? Well, I just know the Southern Brave are the favourites to go back-to-back because they won it last year. I'm talking about the men's competition, yeah, by the way. Yeah, of course. So, course, and course, Stoin- course for Australia, Stoinis and Tim David are both playing in that outfit yeah. and uh, they're looking good. They're looking brown. They're looking uh, looking down. Yeah, they're rigs. I thought you were talking about the team in cricket. Owen <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Morgan scored some runs. Did he? Yeah, 37 and 47. Now, he's a good player. England should look at him. Yeah, looking for uh, recall. Maxwell plays for London Spirit too, who are two from two. So does Nathan Ellis, who's been bowling well. Um, there are what six games into the that tournament. Mason, Mason Crane because was Warren Warren the coach of that team? Was he was going to be the coach of that yeah, team? Then he had London COVID Street, last they year. Actually, like clapped R. him R. for twenty three seconds. Yeah, okay. or something. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Clip on the hundred.com and course. sort of bit of click on. Uh, my favorite thing Planet of the week before it. Uh, Josh Butler not keeping for Manchester. Let me give you a quote. I'm intrigued to see if it feels different. <laughs> if I feel like there's any benefits, or if not, so Josh Butler plays for Manchester Originals and Phil Salt, who has been opening the batting for England, the white ball stuff. Uh, he, he's, that was his boat. He's taken. That's right, salty. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing in Birmingham, but That's right. I guess they were playing against the Birmingham um, uh, Braves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Bears yeah, there. Yeah. Edge Baston team, whatever. Um, what are they? No, the Phoenix. Uh, Birmingham Phoenix. Birmingham, they, they that sounds like, familiar. They look like a chip packet. Lollies. Oh, is that so. what they are? Yeah. Good good team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very strong this year. Yeah. Uh, back to Joss's quotes. Uh, I'd rather find out the answer than just keeping on keeping wicket and thinking, oh, I wonder what it feels like to be at mid-off or something. I'm just open-minded. <laughs> this is one of the great quotes. These guys play so much cricket. Mate, and like, like, I wonder what it feels like to be over there. It was like, that's what happened when you watch the test with Amazon. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. finally, the insight into the elite yeah, thinking elite of, mindset. Of, of test cricket Pro in the athletes. You know, the prestigious Australian team. Just yeah. kits line everywhere. Yeah. Josh Butler's literally yeah. the captain Fuck's of sake, England. boys. Josh Butler is very arguably... The best yes. white ball player right. in the world, as yes. you regularly say. Mm-hmm. And that's just the sort of stuff he thinks. <laughs> I wonder what that feels like. Beat me off. Oh, oh, I want to be over there. Or, or something. Dad. Daddy. I, I'm just open-minded. What can is I that? be over there? What's that like? Yeah. I just want to see that view, that optic. I want to be over there for a bit. Yeah. yeah. What's that like? I took my son to his first ever footy game on Sunday. Uh, he's four years old. It was an Aussie rules game. And we had some um, tickets behind the posts. Oh, nice. And At the G? It, no, it was at Marvel Stadium. Oh, okay, I was right. Closer train stuff, yeah. You know. Yeah, sure. And uh, he was the same. He was just like, let's sit over there. He just wanted to see what it looked. He just wanted the optic out of his eyes, you know. And that's yeah, what sure. Josh Butler's done as well. I, just, sure. I want to stand there now. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Mm. He doesn't What's that need look this? like? He doesn't need this. You know, it's like uh, at school. You know, you sit in a different chair in class. Oh, okay, teacher looks different from here. <laughs> it's like seeing a teacher out of school. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing here? That's. There's, there's got to be studies into that. That's jolting. Yeah. I've I've worked at an after-school care before. Get on really well kids at the after-school yeah. care. Catch them around the community in the village or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, hi, James. Yeah. James again. Yeah. Hi, hi James. Just like, looking at you like you're a fucking the biggest <laughs> nonce that's ever been. God's ever put breath into. But what about, but when, when we went to India last <laughs> but week. But I shouldn't have been wearing my merch. Yeah. That, that, my test jersey. That's to be true. Fair, that's with numbers. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. minus thirty seven on the back. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um when we went to India last week, right. everyone everyone told you that they thought you were shorter. Everyone was surprised how tall you are. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with Which that? Which is similar. Yeah. yeah, what are you supposed to do with that? I thought I mean, you'd be every, told it's like, okay. Every is com- that the presence I kind of bestowed. I mean, one of our private conversations, one of the favourites, every single time we post them on the internet is a comment of basically why do you look like that or yeah. why are you wearing that? What was the new one I got the other day? Funny to see Pez's Thighs in oh, blue yeah, in denim. Blue denim. Very specific. It's, might yeah. be some fetish stuff. Hard to say. Funny. So, have a go at those thighs. Have a go at those Jonathan pies. <laughs> I've seen something better. Uh, flip the old fingers there and just top that in the old keyboard. <laughs> Click send. See what comes back there. Oh, she's a long show. Uh, the West Indies in India, Pez. Uh, India won the ODI Series 3-zip, and then they've won the T20 Series 2-1. Um, uh, the second T20 where we caught up to last week, uh, India hit 138. Obed McCoy took 6 for 17. Okay. Unbelievable. 
and uh, Western East chased that five down. Brandon King up in the batting hit 68. The third T20, though, Pez, Indy got it done. They, Indy got it done. They won that game there in St. Kitts. West Indies hit 164 for five. Kyle Myers also opening the batting hit 73. India chased it with one over to spare three down. Surikumar Yadav, 76 off 44. I find this very interesting, Pez, in terms of Sky. Uh, he is... He is the guy who would replace Coley if Coley was not selected because I don't think Surikumar Yamav makes the first team. So, it, so India won this series, White Ball Series 5-1, away from home with a B team. So they, won, they went 3-0 of the ODIs. They went 2-1 in the T20s. So T20s, it was a five-match series. I was just looking at it now. They played last night. It's fucking, it's endless. Oh, it's they, endless? Yeah. I thought it was just one, three. 188 played 100 last night. Oh, God. Um, oh, fuck me. I'm dumb. Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Just you're endless? Just, no, it's just games, mate. Well, the Premier matter. League's back as well. Yeah. Only finished two months ago, but there's a yeah. World Cup later in the year. Just and games. <laughs> Deluxe Stratus hit 64 last night. Hood at 30. I mean, what? Hit my 56. A couple of guys just knocking balls about. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Axel well, Patel, three for Yeah, of course okay. Well, I think my point remains I mean, Surikumayab Because mm. he had an excellent series In England as well, didn't he? He, hits, he did some amazing shit in England And he is a guy who I would This this is the thing with with, with Coley I'm keeping to my Coley But like but It's an interesting one with Coley Because he hasn't scored runs in so long Like big runs And it hasn't come to pass just yet Where there's a guy in this B team Next cab Who's done something consistently amazing He's doing it now. And so this, I feel like these runs are actually putting more pressure on Brad Coley, who's not playing at the moment, of course, and won't play in Zimbabwe either. He's back for the Asia Cup, Coley. I say this, which right. is in a couple of weeks' time. That's November, uh, sorry, August, August 27, 27, 27 or 28, yeah. one yeah. or two. It's the same day uh, as when the test matches start uh, England, South Africa, or same week anyway. India begin their campaign against Pakistan yeah. on August 28. Yeah. First match between the two sides since they met T20 World Cup last year. Now, India's also playing Pakistan at the MCG for the T20 World Cup, we've got a couple of things in store for that, but we yeah. can't say too much at the moment. Yeah, It's at the MCG and we'll be there. Uh, a couple of things in store I'm really excited about. Um, straight from he goes his brain. It's one of the great, it's one of the great things. Anyway, so I shouldn't talk it up too much. But, um, and then, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a team that hasn't qualified yet for Group A, which India and Pakistan are in. Yes. Uh, that, that is between UAE, Kuwait, Singapore, and Hong Kong. So good luck yeah. playing against India and Pakistan, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is Tim David available for Singapore? <laughs> yeah. He can clob them. Uh, I, I don't what, what else? Sky. Sky. Sky is um, inevitable for India, I think, all yeah. three formats down the track. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll just yeah. get in there. Well, I, yeah, I just feel like it's just a, he, he's done so well – so recently, and there's another guy who has not done well for a long time. Where, and Coley is at the end of his career, like he's 34. It's sorry, it's it's towards the end at least. Come on, um, and Sky's not just he's not sort of sort of vigorously knocking the door. It's becoming a bit of a bash. bashing him down. Yeah, it's getting the sledgehammer yeah. out. Yeah. I wouldn't say the sledgehammer's there yet. It's not a lot of three figure stuff, but yeah, he's. I was looking. At, I was looking at the Western East team, mate, and I was thinking like they're mid order. They got Nikki P, yeah. Puran, Hetmeyer, Robin yeah. Powell, Ravi P. And Ravi P. Like, that that middle order is very, very good. Uh, that's IPL world-class quality. But outside of that, it's just, it, there's not much. I mean, I know Urban McCoy is honest six, day good. Six for seven. It's it's international cricket good, but it's not like... Uh, Narine's a good player as well, of course. But I'm thinking about in Australia especially. Like, I don't think Narine will have as great an impact as what he did perhaps in the UAE. You know, sort of mystery spin. They didn't pick him last tournament, though, did they? Didn't they didn't pick him. Because of his fitness. They didn't pick him. That's beat, right. Yeah. There, 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 was a bit of, there was a bit of what he likes a bloke about it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, bloke stuff. Yeah, a bit of bloke stuff. Uh, but then, of course, I got like Pollard. Uh, he's, he's a good player. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 
Andre Russell, he's good as well. Yeah, he can play. So it's just there's there's there's, there's enough there. I just yeah. feel like um, that middle order is very very good. But yeah. but it's international good, isn't it? Every team, every team, every team is very good. Middle, every team's got a middle order. That's of better, guys that's who's that's done like crazy shit in cricket. That's better than Australia. Pura and Hetmyer, pal. Okay, that's better than Australia. I don't think that's better than Australia. Oh, interesting. Um, well, you're allowed to be wrong. <clears throat> it just all falls over when the agreement <laughs> stops. <laughs> the ego falls over. Bez, let's talk about Manscaped. Let's talk about Manscaped. Use the code uh, TGC for 20% off at manscaped.com. I would be viscerally upset if people are, are still not applying the principles that we've spoken around in the show to their pubic region. For Father's Day, for Mother's Day, for Valentine's Day, for Wednesday. Uh, I, I the, would the, be too. The big five. Yeah, the big five. The big five holidays. They call that the big five. Yeah, yeah the big five events. Yeah. I was running this morning before my calf blew. And, uh, <laughs> and one of the Hall of Fame questions was a, was a guy who wrote in a poem to the to the backing tune of Stan by Eminem. Right, right. And he had a whole section on Manscaped about how he tried to cut himself, but he couldn't with Manscaped (laughs) because it just shaved too well. Yeah. Or something, you know, the rhyme rhyme was better than that. It's probably a good place to jump off with Manscaped. What did you just say? Well, also, Pez, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Pete Davidson, the the face and penis of Manscaped now, um, just broken up with King Kardashian. It's devastating news for the company, I'm sure. Okay. Um, And also devastating news for him, who got uh, her initials and her three kids' names tattooed on his body. So you know, good luck to him, I suppose. Um, and then, uh, and then Kanye West uh, uh, put a tweet out, and it was just um, it was just a newspaper headline saying Skeet Davidson dead at twenty eight. <laughs> genius. <laughs> so Is it, aren't you meant to say it's genius? With, with oh yeah, yeah genius, yeah, absolute genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's to say about Manscaped. I think we've made it pretty clear. You know, we made it pretty now. clear. I've come down to Melbourne. I mean, you're probably going to grow some. Grow it out a little bit, given the fucking weather. But, uh, but re- what the fuck's this? <laughs> okay, you uh, something in the copy. Yeah. All right, here we go. We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the boxes two point What the fuck's two point boxes? <laughs> boxes boxes two point are, are, are these the originals or are these two point No, I got the two point Here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxes are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch. Now, if you actually go to the app store, you can get the new update for uh, the, the 2.5 for the boxes. <laughs> you just download it in your software on your, on your little iPhone there. Wasn't, weren't you telling me Norman Swan was saying that like Omicron or COVID yeah. is up to like 2.75 variant or some variant, shit? Just yeah. download that patch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're also calling it Centaurus. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it is a government thing. <laughs> just keep it going. Monkey pox here now, all right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Jab us up, brother. I'm four, I'm four for jabs. Where are you on jab? Three for. Oh, three for. Yeah. Okay. Work hard. You've got a little Michelle coming up. Yeah. Michelle, little Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, hopefully. Get one Fingers out for crossed. monkey pops. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I got a flu. I got a flu jab as well this year. I got a flu, so you yeah. including that. That's a five. You got it. You got a bag. Yeah. You got, yeah. A, you got a bag today. Yeah. Good for you. I'm jabbed up to the eyeballs. Yeah. Designed to cradle his boys in their own special place, this right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Mm. Woof, woof. (laughs) Gets a little bit looser every week. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping included using the code TGC at manscaped.com. Now, we have... We've got a promotion, a new promotion. We've got a new sponsor for hashtag our, RCGC. Our RC, TGC. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm fucking getting ready to get behind this. Here, here we go. go. People Come listen on. If you make on. it this far in the show, I honestly think this this could well be for you. Yeah. Particularly yeah, yeah. if you're Australian. Here we go. Okay. What are we talking about? We're talking about... Tell them, Pez. Here we go. Um, Come on. Merv's Masters Waddle Spriggs 11. Waddle Spriggs. Waddle Spriggs 11. Okay. Uh what I'm talking about is a tour to the UK before the Ashes. Hell yes. With Sean Brown. Okay. Okay. With Sean Brown, who runs these tours. They're excellent. He's a big listener of the show as well. Uh, he's been in the game for a very long time. Now listen to this. This is Merv's Masters Waddle Spriggs 11. This tour will be a 17-day lead-up to the first Ashes test next year, whatever that date is. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I want to be clear. It's a playing tour, not a watching tour. So you play. You play. This is a fucking oh, playing tour. Yes, this is a playing tour. Merv Hughes yeah. is the coach of the team for the full tour, and he's there each day to assist as only he can. And we've done some work with Merv Hughes before as well. But yes, I want sir. people to listen into this. So this is a fucking seventeen day tour of England yeah. where you're playing uh, a lot all around the country. You're in fucking great kit. Oh, Merv, that's good. Merv Hughes is your coach. Yeah, and Merv Hughes is around. This isn't Merv Hughes stopping in picking no, up no, his no. Li- picking up his little subs no, or whatever but, and getting out of no, there. No, but people have seen Merv on his tours. Yeah. Like he gets amongst it. Yeah. Um, now people might be worried at this point because they think, "Fuck, this is a chance to go to England. You can go with your mates. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. This is literally from like eighteen to mature, right. all the way through. Mm-hmm. There's games for all pe- people of all levels. They they play seriously, mm-hmm. but in a social way." All right, so if you want to turn up, you've been out till five bells, you can do it. Mm-hmm. If you've actually got a bit of game and you want to have a sleep and have a good game, they're playing on good wickets. It's all turf wickets. Mm-hmm. This is English countryside shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very good. Um, I've got the age spread here. Now, I just want to talk about and, – and look, sorry, can I just add this as well? You train at Lords. You play seven games. Uh, you travel to some great grounds, etc. Plenty of time to relax after the match. Plenty of time to relax after the match with Murph Hughes. Oh, there are some pints there. You're going, so you're training at Lords. You're playing seven games with Merv Hughes. Plenty of time to relax after mm. the games. This is good. Mm. Um, now, if you're interested in that, we're going to be we're going to be talking about this over the next six or so weeks. Okay, all right, because this is ahead of the Ashes. Yeah, there's some stuff they do. They bolt on after and during the Ashes, mm-hmm. by the way. But we'll talk about that later. Couple of bolt right? ons. This is the Merv's Masters Waddle Spriggs Eleven. If you're keen on this, and and spots are filling up deluxe. We haven't. This hasn't just started with us. Yeah. By the way. Uh, you go to cricketcoaching.com.au for details or to request the full tour itinerary. In your email, put TGC in the comments. Okay. Say you heard through TGC. This Good. is we're asking you to do this. Yeah. And you get a free tour baggy green when you Cricketcoaching.com.au. Free tour baggy green. TGC. You're on, fucking in tour, the you're on tour with Merv. Yeah. It's circuit. It's pints. It's games. It's lords. It's lords. Training at lords. It's baggies. Have a look at it. Is it? Cricketcoaching.com.au Hashtag ICDC Ryan wrote in uh, He wants this Make an animal noise please This morning I visit <laughs> This morning I visited a physio And my life and quite possibly the future of test cricket Was changed forever I was visiting due to an ongoing shoulder problem developed while lifting two heavy weights, trying to get massive after my third relationship breakup in 18 months. Mm -hmm. A minor tear in my rotator cuff was being looked at by the physio. 
He bended my arm around plenty, and I noticed him becoming particularly interested in my elbow. Slightly confused by his focus on this, I asked him if something was wrong with my elbow. He replied no, but that he was very impressed by my ability to be able to hyperextend at the elbow. It's something I always knew I had, I had, but considered to be very minor and pretty common. He told me that the extent to which I could bend it back was more than he had seen previously. Sitting in this shitty physio room in the south of England on a Saturday morning, my mind was instantly transported to the world-renowned Ask TGC discussion relating to how we need to smash Anglo bones into new shapes to stand any chance of dissuading the Asian century. The immense opportunity of my abnormality smothered me. Uh, and after the session was concluded, I got in my car and began to draft this letter to you. My cricketing experience as a shit batsman at a shit level now, though, I, at 25 years old, am certain of the need for me to save English test cricket and make use of this gift. Inspired by Jimmy Anderson, I reckon I still have at least 20 years in me. My questions are highly important and as follows. How can I best make use of this opportunity? I did used to bowl some right arm doublers, but I am unsure if spin is a better choice in making use of the bend. Should I bowl left arm? Both arms bend? My shoulder is still pretty fucking wrecked and feel like despite the complete lack of coordination in my left arm, it is the best opportunity in terms of longevity. If Harath took 400 plus wickets, then surely I can do the same. (laughs) Thirdly, and finally, do you think that I'll have enough time to go past Morley? If I'm going until I'm 45, then somewhere around 40 wickets a year should be easily attainable, right? Thank you for the time this message clearly deserves. Love, Ryan. Next sense. Oh, man, it's like some of this kind of talent is just wasted on wasted. shit. You know what wasted. I mean? It's a waste. Ryan. I mean, I'm glad that wasted. Ryan has discovered this now, but fuck me. Yeah, where, were where are his ago? parents with this kind of stuff? Like, the, and this is a, this is a failure. It's of, negligent. Is, it, is this in England or is this England. Australia? England. Yeah, like this is a failure of the ECB. This is a failure 100%. of Sport England. Fucking it's a Bunbury of little bitch tournament. Yeah, mate. They they need to, they need to get some of these testers into schools. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, and look, get I, a fucking a, protractor. That's into a, a free piece of advice to England. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, if you're listening in Australia, we need, yeah, you just need a couple of testers and a couple of protractors, yeah, and we can actually keep up with the Asian century. I yeah. mean, we've had people writing before and say, is it more about like um, physically dislocating people's wrists yes. and shoulders and smashing their fingers up with Fuck hammers Brexit. and shit? What about the bend in the elbow? Yeah, but there are some people out there who are born this way, Lady Gaga, and they, that's right. Let's see, there's the sort of lyrics I get there involved we go. in. <laughs> I get involved in them. <laughs> and we need to make sure that that our country can find those who have basically f- fucked up physical features. Yes, that we can abnormalities. That, that can be exploited yes. for defects brief cricketing success. Yes, that's yes. right. Birth defects to play better cricket. Yeah, that's right. The now, defect program. Now, as we know, test cricket is dead. Mm-hmm. Everything is dead except for short format competitions domestically yep. yielding high income. High yields. Yep. So don't worry about 800 test wickets. You're living in the past there. Yep. Worry about can you take three for 15 or four? Yes. That's the future. Yeah. Fuck 800 test wickets. Wasted. I mean, three for 15 or four, that even feels old. Like really good bowlers these days, they just stay under 10s. You know, by the time. Um, under 10s. 10s and over. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how, that's how. So sort of two for 38. That's how inspiring <laughs> bowling is these days. <laughs> Why would you can, do it? Can you yeah. stay under 10 runs and over? If you can, you're an absolute jet, as they say in Melbourne. Right. You know, two for 38, that's that's World Cup winning stuff. Yeah. 
can we can Australia find five bowlers that can go under ten? Mm. What if mm. you could hyperextend your elbow and actually help with your levers for a bat swing too? What would you bowl if yeah. you could chuck it? Would you bowl pace or would you bowl spin? Um, is everyone allowed to chuck it? Yep. Yeah, so it's not like a secret thing that I can do. Like change my mind. It's a secret. Secret. Uh I'm spinning it for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to think about some of the other things you like things you're doing the nets and okay. stuff though. Okay, Pez, what about this? Okay, you if yeah, two options. You are bowling spin and you chuck it, and no one in the world can pick your doosra. Well, but the other option is you bowl pace and you chuck it, and you bowl at 110 miles an hour, <laughs> <laughs> which is 175 kilometers an hour, I think. I think the sex is better at 110 Ks. I think you're getting invited into more threesomes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, your teammates are rocking up across the pool as you're lying there. As you're there. Uh, I don't know. You, know? <laughs> you brought that into it. Well, you know. Well, <laughs> you know how I brought it into it. I know exactly yeah. how you brought it into it. Uh, I think you're getting oh, you're invited slow. into more, yeah, <laughs> into yeah, mm. more consensual group sex. Sure, 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 and that does factor. That doesn't really factor into your your long term, um, you know, cricketing future well, contracts. Think, uh, the, long term deals. Obviously, a, a, a humiliating deucer is some of the great stuff, but like mm. all, all time. But like mm. you can't really compare to like the. The kind of the, the frothing, um, <laughs> yeah. the frothing atmosphere yeah. and fear around yeah. Lords when jo- when, when Joffre basically nearly killed Steve Smith, who yeah. to that point couldn't get out. Yeah, you know, like yeah. gladiator stuff. It was like, yeah. and and you know, thumbs down. Yeah, I'm mm. like, a, I'm a, I'm a junkie for that kind of stuff. And then mm. to think about the off field damage, <laughs> consensual. <laughs> I'm doing like a bit. I'm doing like a playing like, a role. I reckon you can invite it to more yeah. threesomes. <laughs> that, that, you can't tell me that isn't a fact. Also, also invited. <laughs> we, right, we cordially invite you. Yeah, well, to an evening of light refreshments. Do you do, do you remember and double penetration? Like when Steph Curry sits down and he gets pitched by Nike and Adidas for his apparel Under partnership, right. Under Armour, etc. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that when if you're sitting down and yeah. you're being pitched at by mm-hmm. chucking Dusra <laughs> yeah. or chucking 110 clicks, yeah, miles that is, yeah, that like the clincher wouldn't be the like the sex slide. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So I'm yeah, just yeah. being honest. Also, it's crass, but also, it's honest. One tenth quick. <laughs> Pretty quick, <laughs> and that, and look at how that, yeah, yeah, that does factor into other elements outside the the playing field. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, that's something to think about. Um, hey, thank you very much to, to Pete Lawler for his time today. Uh, and of course, we've not spoken to Alana King just yet, but I think yeah. that will that will yeah. transpire. Uh, so, thank you very much to Alana for her time as well. Gold for Australia, gold. salt online, gold, salt, feel salt. <laughs> Not Josh Butler though He's at mid-off <laughs> Hey uh, Interview with Kyron Pollard Is out on Patreon tomorrow Hashtag RCDC Fridays Is all on Patreon Patreon.com Forward slash Cricketer Thank you very much As always Out there for watching And listening We'll see you guys On the internet soon Cheers